Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. I feel like I'm talking to the past, Wendy. Well, I feel like I'm talking to the future. Right, because it's 3.20 here, and it's 1.20 where you are. We are totally podcasting in different time zones. I know, it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. Well, just the idea, first of all, we're video conferencing right now, and so we're talking to each other 2,000 miles away, yeah. and you can see somebody in almost real time. It kind of blows my mind. And every time we talk about this, I feel like such an old codger. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I mean, you, but like... When I was a kid and you saw somebody video conferencing on a movie or whatever, you're like, that's unbelievable. Right. We were just discussing this yesterday. I'm, I'm in California visiting my brother and his family. And, um, you know, they had my GPS because I use Waze so they could see when I was arriving. And, you know, they're, they're waiting outside when I got here. And I was remembering when I was a kid and my grandparents would drive from Denver Right, you never know. They would, like, that morning, they would call us from Nebraska or whatever and say, oh, we, we should be getting into town around between, like, 5.30 and 7, maybe. And mm-hmm. so we would just go outside and sit there and, like, watch the street. <laughs> right, for hours. Coming. Just because you're like, well, eventually they'll get here. At that point, the notion of having a map in our hand that's got a little dot that shows exactly where they were would have just seemed like magic. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think the whole idea still does. The idea that you can be, like... <laughs> you know, somewhere else. And you're like, well, I got to get home and check my messages. I haven't, I haven't right. said that in several years. Like, Ooh, I can't check wait to see who machine. called me. An answering machine. Right. Like this thing that was click and moving parts and stuff. <laughs> Mechanical device. So anyway. here, here we are talking like the oldest people in the world. I remember when. <laughs> I can't believe the Wright brothers made a flying machine. <sighs> Yeah, but it, it's cool, and we're we're cross time zone podcasting. So, have we done this before? I don't think we have. I don't Maybe think we have either. Not at least cross time zones. So yeah. that's pretty. This is this is this is a pretty big moment for us. Oh, like man, this whole time traveling, through. time traveling inside the podcast. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so so that's fun. And what else is fun is um, if anybody wants to see. Our band in action. Halloween's not over yet. We've got a zombie. We've got a zombie-flavored video up right now. Right, and we talked about this um, a couple episodes ago, right after we did the filming itself, because the song was written for one of our episodes here, as well as for the web series called The Dettersons, which is on YouTube. Um, and we, we we had talked about how much fun we had doing the recording when they put us all in the, the zombie makeup and everything. And the video's out now. So if you want to see Sunspot as zombies, you can find that online and we'll put it in the show notes at othersidepodcast.com slash 65. Yeah, you can see it. That's pretty sweet. The, the makeup's just, uh, the makeup's pretty exciting. So anyway, it was, it was a fun video. It was. Absolutely. And, um, so check that out. That's for a show called The Debtor Sins. And we'll put a link to The Debtor Sins, which you can watch, which is a comedy horror mix-up based in Rockford, Illinois. That's right. Uh, the, home of, the home of Cheap Trick. That's right. Yeah. So that's and, always I mean, a, it has rock in its name, so obviously It does. It's it does. a great place to play. <laughs> right, it is pretty fun. 
Rockford is pretty fun. So um, anyway, that's just a, a couple of cool things we got going on. Um, but you know what else is cool, Wendy? What's cool, Mike? Shadow people. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. What do you know about shadow people? Well, it's funny. I was just thinking about how I can remember talking to you about shadow people pretty much as long as I've known you. Um, that's right. I remember after we first met in college, having a discussion about shadow people because we were both Art Bell listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's a frequent topic on the Art Bell show. So our own experiences or stories that we had heard, we were talking about those and freaking ourselves out. Yeah. And, uh, what I know about shadow people is that, and pretty much all I know is I learned from Art Bell. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's Most people can say that probably. Love that guy. But uh, is that it's a phenomenon experienced by a lot of people. So many, 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 many people have had experiences seeing what, what they call shadow people, which we don't really know what it is exactly, but it's, you know, a form, a human looking form that is basically a shadow without a human to go with it. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. You see somebody that's just like a shadow moving around and there's no yeah. human associated with it, a shadow person. And that, I mean, that's where a- I go. Everywhere I go, my shadow follows me, but once in a while it takes off and then it's just a shadow person. <laughs> right. It just goes off to see some, somebody else and you're like, hey. And scare them. But um, no, I remember that. And, and Art Bell, funny enough, I was listening to Art Bell two nights ago and he had on a guest that we had on, Deborah Moffat from A Deadly Haunting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, because cool. I was just started listening. I put it in. I'm like, I know this woman's voice. What? And it's it a deadly haunting. I'm like, hey, Art, you're... You're picking the right guests, I and think. Mike, you're, you're in good company as an yeah, interviewer. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. But I guess and you and I have been talking about shadow people for a long time. And I guess we should get to starting out my shadow person story. Because my shadow person story happens before. And I mean, most of the shadow people stuff comes from like the early 2000s. Because somebody wrote a book on it. And then uh, it started like to proliferate around the internet when people started to tell their stories. Yes. So when I first had an experience, and this is, and go ahead. Real quick, if I may, this is exciting because you don't have a lot of stories of things that you've witnessed firsthand that that are unexplained. Right. Yeah. Most of the stuff I've seen, it's it's pretty pretty easy. Although we all want to see those things, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a lot of examples, but this is one of yours. That's that's pretty pretty cool and pretty creepy. So. Right. Well, because I, I I'm not gonna take a picture of an orb and be like. Oh my God! It's my great grandmother. Like yeah, she's we here. Yeah, we know how you feel about orbs. Oh, I know. I, I repeat it every time. But every time I'm on Twitter, everybody's like, "Hey, check out these orbs!" And I'm like, "I gotta say, I don't believe in orbs." But thank you for thinking of me. Full disclosure. <laughs> right. Full Mike disclosure. Is not an orb orber. So stop <laughs> sending orb pictures. Thank you. But uh, right, I'd rather be I'd rather be Twitter friends with Anthony Weiner or whatever than to get orb <laughs> pictures. So you did not just say that. Yeah, I did. You are so opening the door for. I know. I oh, I didn't even think about that. I was just making a joke, and now I realize that was a bad idea. Anyway, my Twitter is at Sunspot Wendy, oh. and that's where you can find me online. I hate you. So, so let's go. I mean, so this is probably the first. I mean, this is probably the first paranormal story I told you, uh, like twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, and it was probably around Halloween or something, and. Uh, let's go back to the summer of 1993. 1993, uh, what was cool that summer? Let's see, I was 16, so probably anybody but me. I think Ace of Base. 
Ace Ace of Base was pretty close. I think Ace of Base was. I think all that she wants was on the radio. Um, I mean, I was still listening to '80s rock and stuff like that. I probably Pearl Jam's second album. Oh yeah, and Nirvana. Yeah. That's oh, pretty Kurt huge Co- at that point. Kurt Cobain had was still a uh, still about eight or nine months away from killing himself, mm-hmm. and so the second the, their second record had come out uh, in utero. And you're right. So you think about you know 1993, like. Uh, I think that was the summer that Jurassic Park came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the summer Jurassic Park. Last Action Hero, which I love, most people think was crap. But I think I think you look at it now as a parody instead of an action movie and you love it. Yeah. Maybe Super Mario Brothers came out that year too. <laughs> yeah, Super Mario Brothers came out that year too. Anyway, um, right. there's some great movies, some dogs. But so let's think of, you know, it's 1993 going back. Summer of 1993, I'm playing role-playing games at my friend's house. Oh, you little nerd, you. Yeah, oh, I totally was a nerd. So it's like a group of five of us playing role-playing games. It's me, two other guys, and two girls. Okay. And so I knew that both of these guys were really into these girls. And I had a girlfriend at the time, so I was kind of letting them play that out in the game. You know, because they were both, you know, hoping for the best. Impressing the ladies with their role-playing game skills. Right, with their role-playing skills. Like, ooh, I rolled a D20. Well, we weren't playing Dungeons and Dragons, so it wasn't a 20-sided oh, okay. based game. It's a game called Top Secret SI, which is more 10, 10-sided based. Um, sorry, nerds, I, that I know that, but uh, I love that. Apologies, man. Right. But, so we're playing this game, we're having fun. And then, uh, what my friend's like, Let's go. Let's go take a walk in the marsh. I'm like, oh, why would you ever do that? Well, because we're young, we used to like to go no, see weird things, and it's what teenagers do. Yeah, you you want to go see like a a place that has some stories, and and the Vernon Marsh where I grew up has some stories because um, some well they found panic. well this is real though they did find the head and the hands of a of a murder victim there. Okay, that's horrible. So that, I mean, they, they found that because this person had killed somebody in Illinois, oh had driven up to Wisconsin, the farthest out in the woods he could find, which is Vernon, Wisconsin, yeah. which is kind of a, a ring around Big Bend, which is a little southeast of Milwaukee. Anyway, um, it's out in the woods. And so that's that's where he, he, he dumped the head in the hand. So there's always that's that. Awful. Con- yes. That's, that's a perfect, like, teenager, you know, scary place to visit right because it because of that there's urban legends associated with the place okay and you know so we walk down we're walking through this marsh and it doesn't feel really that scary to me at the time you know it's it's there's a full moon out it's nighttime nature yeah we're having fun it's nature there's a trail I mean, you can, there's signs that say no hunting. It's a big hunting area. And I'd been there before with my friends screwing around and things like during the day. Anyway, we go down there, start walking down the marsh. And uh, as we're walking down the trail, the two guys I was with, they were, they were kind of about 10, 15 feet behind. And I was talking with the two girls in the front, just chatting, (laughs) probably trying to say, probably trying to say nice things about the guys. Trying to help him out here, like, oh yeah, yeah, that you know that Jason, he's a he's a really smart guy, and that Rob, well, I don't know if I have anything funny to say about Rob, but at the time I was just you know trying to help him out, and talking to the girls, making them laugh, doing it whatever, and so we get down to this area of the marsh, 
where uh, I can see a sign that has some of those rules about no hunting and be careful and trespassing. And obviously we're there after the marshes close and you shouldn't be. And um, But anyway, I see this sign and I'm able to read the entire sign except for a person-shaped shadow in the middle of the sign. Oh my. And I'm like, hmm. That's weird. And I'm kind of blinking a little bit and looking and saying, like, what is, what is that thing? And, you know, because I can read the le- individual letters on the sign, if it was a person or something that was three-dimensional, I feel like I could see um, features. You'd see something. Okay. It was, I mean, it was just looking into black. It's like staring at... at but what if it was just a silhouette or something? Well, sure. But a silhouette of what? Person. Right. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's just this shadow of a person against the sign. And I'm like, huh, well, that's my eyes playing tricks on me. How about that? And I look over at the girls and they're just like, like terrified. Yeah. Just incredibly like terrified, like the mouths over their hands. Like I see one girl starting to cry and I'm just like, oh, um, all right. And I look back at them, and they, you know, they, they take off, like, running. And then I, I look back at this thing, and it's still there for a second, like, oh, okay, well, they're running away. And I look back at them, and then I look back, and there's nothing on the sign at all. Like, it's oh, just man. I can read the whole thing. There's nothing there. I'm like, that, that's really weird. Okay, so that confirmed that it wasn't the sign, it wasn't... Right, it wasn't, there was, there was something there. But it was well lit enough that if something was in front of it or something was actually uh, causing the shadow, casting the shadow, yeah, then I would have so known. It's like it. it was absorbing the light instead of being a shadow of something that, that was is in a, between the light. And the- that is a perfect way to put it, Miss Wendy. Something was absorbing the light instead of reflecting it. That's scary. <laughs> and so I see that and... Then I'm like, woo, I get that, you know, I just get that feeling. And I don't know if that feeling was because like, I don't know if it was evil or whatever, but you get that feeling of, okay, the fight or flight, something's here. I can't understand. Can it hurt me? What was it? I turn back and finally the guys catch up with us and the girls are like holding on to him. Like, oh my God. ah!" And I don't mean to sound like the girls were hysterical and be like (laughs) that they were, that they were typical hysterical girls in a horror movie. Mm Mm-hmm. These two were typical hysterical girls in a horror movie. Oh my gosh. You can't, I, I just can't lie about it. Like, and whether they were doing it for attention or whatever, what they were doing, because they were really scared, they saw it too. Okay. Like, they, they absolutely saw it too. And that's what freaked them out. And they were real sensitive drama type girls. Uh huh. You know, and so they, like, fine, I think finely tuned is a good way to put it. High strung and finely tuned. <laughs> Like an instrument. And so they just freaked out, you know, and the guys are like, oh my God, what happened? You know, what'd you do here? Like, I know I didn't do nothing. Like, I just, did you tell some kind of joke? No, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. I'm like, there was something against the sign and it was the shadow of a person and it's not there anymore. And then they went over, we had flashlights and we looked in and like, oh, it looks like the grass is matted in front of the sign. So was something there? Was something standing there that yeah, actually had an animal? Maybe had mass. <laughs> well, if it was Bigfoot, that'd be a sweet. I'd have a sweet Bigfoot but you story, right? And you would have seen the the hairy 
profile. Yeah, and it wouldn't just have been the size of a regular person. It would have been a monster. Right. But, uh, and, and I don't know. Like, I can't tell if grass is actually matted. I was going to say, that's that's the kind of thing that's very easy to to see what you want to see, kind of, you know. Yeah, and, you know, some dude, like, what are you, some kind of tracker? Expert. What are you, nothing. Like, this guy wasn't the tracker. I've been on the trail of the shadow person for years. But it wasn't, okay, people talk about shadow people. Like, it's a, it's the corner of their eye. They see them, they're there for a second, and they're gone. They're like, oh, what was that? You know, and this is what always makes me wonder, because on multiple occasions, I've I've had that happen. You know, where you're you're driving and you see something... You think you see something, but then mm-hmm. there's so many things it could be. I just, I mean, just like orbs, it could be a reflection of light, or, or, or I guess whatever the opposite of that, a shadow, or I mean, just it could be your eye, like a right odor in your eye or something. It could like be that. right. It could be happens. something. So I always just chalk it off as you know my imagination exaggerating something like that that I saw. It could be a blot of mustard or a bit of undigested <laughs> beef, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Yes, it could. So, it could. So, so yeah, so you you could see any right, and I've seen that too. Like stuff. Out of, it's like, what was that? Was that so something? I think that you know when I hear this, sometimes when I hear the stories. Now, obviously, some of them are much more vivid than others. If it's just like if I actually saw a human figure, like, and I saw the hand reach out and like grabs or do something really specific, then I'd probably wonder a lot more. But in in the cases where I've seen strange things like that, I'm pretty sure it was just something that I perceived that. Perhaps my imagination, depending on my frame of mind, might right. have enhanced a bit. It was um, a chip in your eye. It was a chip in my eye. <laughs> right. So that's what I always think about a lot so, of shadow people. But then there are stories that are much more detailed and much more where you're like, okay, that would require a lot of imagination. Well, that's how I feel about my story. And like I, I, I tell people, like, I don't know what it is, but that is the best paranormal story that i have like i have i have a couple of small things but as far as visuals there's things that i felt that you know could be active imagination that's a visual that i shared with two other people that we saw dead on and it was scary and you experienced the feeling too so you i mean it's a lot different for you than hearing the description of it at face value it's kind of like oh come on man you know you're in the dark like it's easy to miss see things but the person hearing the story wasn't there and didn't feel that the goosebumps, you know, the <laughs> right. And that, that sense terror. of dread and terror and like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I don't, it's like, Oh, people say they get a sense of dread. Well, you're going to get that when you see something unexplained. Like that's, I don't, that's, that right. seems like basic psychology, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel that too, sharing that with other people that they saw it like, okay, so there was something that we all saw. Um, and that's probably like, that's, when I realize that other people see shadow people, you know, yeah, um, that's when I'm like, oh my god, okay. So <laughs> other people have seen this too, and not just something in the corner of your eye. You see a form standing there that is that shouldn't be. That's right. And you know, that's how I feel like. Um, that's that sense of uncanny when they talk about the uncanny valley, and you're looking at. An uncanny valley is that sense of weirdness you feel when you look at a computer animation of a person, but it it's really close to a person, but it's not close enough that it actually looks like someone. And so it's a feeling of discomfort that mm-hmm. you get when, when you see that somewhere between a simulation and it's close enough to be real, but it's not close enough. But your brain knows because it's very sensitive to details and... 
Right. It's not close enough to convince you. Anyway, that was my that was that was my first like real paranormal experience where I had an actual visual. Now well, that's I, pretty cool, and you never did get an answer as to what it was. So that's that's a lingering mystery for your lifetime that you'll never. Right. That's one of those things. Know. And you know that uh, we we had returned to the marsh several times after that, and only only one time after that was there any kind of experience. But I didn't see it. I saw it with a couple. I, w- I was with a couple other guys, uh-huh. and then they like freaked out. They brought like not cap guns, but like BB guns, <laughs> and they started firing the BB guns off into what? the woods. Yeah, like we were down there. We were at the same. We were just a little oh further goodness. in where it was a lot darker, and this wasn't a full moon or anything. This was like no moon. And we were down there, like a little further into the, the forest. We're super dark. And these guys start freaking out. They start firing off the baby guns. They start yelling. And I was just, and we were two girls again, different See, ones this time. You're totally like, just hearing your description, I'm completely envisioning a B horror movie. Like, it's exactly what every premise of those movies that's how it was because these guys are screaming and i'm like okay and i look i'm like what's going on they're like run i'm like okay so i grab it i grabbed the i grabbed the chicks i was with and i just we ran off we, we ran down the path and the only reason that i put any credence into what these guys were saying they saw they say they saw a group of shadows moving around and as we were running away they saw the shadows behind us like following okay that's yeah, right. that would not make me feel great. And I, and the thing is, we crossed this train tracks at the edge of the marsh. And then as soon as we crossed the train tracks, I see the train. There's a train coming. And these two Stand guys. Stand by are, me. Yeah, it was like that. And they're running out of the woods. And they, these guys run out of the woods. They're running and they're not going to make it past the train. <laughs> and they're like screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, see, that's totally a horror movie. Right. And I'm like, oh this my is. Gosh. Like, holy crap. And so they start running towards me. The train's coming. I'm like, they're just going to get killed by the train. Like, if they don't get killed by the shadows, they're going to get killed by the train. And then the train passes, and they didn't they didn't jump or anything, so everybody's lived. Oh, good. But I was expecting, the way they were screaming and going on, I was expecting to see them be, like, ripped apart. Oh, like, man. every time, you know, when the train finally passed. But that's when they said, like, we were yelling because they were following you. And I'm well, like... And if, if they really wanted to get you guys good, they could have just hidden yeah and done it themselves like they could have hidden after the train went by and made, made you think that they were gone yes that have been a good one that would have been so cruel that'd have been, it's like I'm oh god they they're dead that. so anyway so like i said we went back a bunch of times but the, only the first time was i had something that i would say was an authentic experience with other people that i can't explain and that's like my favorite paranormal cool. experience so that's why i like talking about shadow people because i have something to bring to the table yeah, it, you can relate to it and when we talked to Patrick Doyle from Ghost Mine, that's that right. was that was his first experience as well. Yeah, that's what got him into the whole field of research there. Because he said he saw just a shadow person in his living room with a tall hat. Well, now that's that's the thing, and that's so weird. That's one of the things they talk about on Coast to Coast. That it's not just it's not just the shadow person; it's the Hat Man. Yeah, that's what they See, call him. I'm just picturing this like Abraham Lincoln sort of apparition <laughs> running around. Like, this... Every time I hear that, that's what I what I picture in my head. Uh-oh, it's the shadow with the hat. It's Honest Abe. <laughs> but Here that is can... really weird, though. Why would, it, why would they always have a hat? I mean, what, what's the deal with that? Well, okay. So there's an author by the name of Heidi Hollis. And she's got a book, The Secret War, a true story about a real alien war and shadow people. She uh, 
really coined the phrase shadow people. She was interviewed okay. on, on Coast to Coast a bunch of times, and she connects it to aliens, that there's, a, there's an ancient war brewing in our skies and in the homes of individuals around the world. With horror surrounding Hollis and a college roommate on a daily basis, they both are given the tools to defend themselves against this dark menace. This help came to them by the way of a being who is already engaged in the secret war, an alien who claimed to be watching the battle between good and evil. And so she's written some books on it. She's been on Coast to Coast. She's got a book called The Hat Man. And it's all about the the infamous shadow hat man that comes and... And they just, it's, it's the same idea that uh, there's a secret war going on between good and evil. Aliens are involved somehow because, of course. Yeah, right. And um, Naturally. And, so, and the hat man's, if they're going to call you the hat man and you're a shadow person, <laughs> chances are you're not on the side of good. Mike, if the hat man can do it, brother, so can you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's, I mean, obviously that's, combining some parts fiction in there even though i think amazon sells it on the nonfiction. it's on kindle unlimited we'll put a link to it so it's free cool. if you got kindle unlimited that you can read a little bit about uh that secret war um because it's it's a true story about a real alien war Whoa. yeah and so there's like there's more i mean people have done more research into shadow people and i have too but i come on there's i got no explanations for anything it's just it's just shadows but you know what? This this kind of reminds me of a, a a story we heard on Coast to Coast one time when they were telling ghost stories on Ghost to Ghost, and I think we were driving through Chicago mm-hmm. on the way back from somewhere, and they talked about the shadow with the red eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think we were. I feel like we were in Ohio for some reason. Okay, oh, it could have been Ohio somewhere in the Midwest. I don't know. Either we were driving through on a way back from a show, but either way, like you and Ben. This is okay. So when we used to tour um, in our original vehicle, it was it was Ben's truck, a guitar player, and it was a truck without a back seat. So yeah, just a, a small cab, a little uh, was it Nissan or something like that? Yeah, so, <laughs> Nissan or a Zuzu or like yeah. it was just a t- it was the tiniest truck you could find, and you would fit three people across the bench seat, and that's just how we travel. And but, I, but it had a cover over the back, so we could put the gear in the pickup truck, and it was protected. Right. But like I would, I didn't drive stick, so I never drove that particular truck, and I had to, um, <laughs> like I had a leg in each area. Like sometimes we did, we put the two legs in one, but otherwise I'd have a leg next to the driver and a leg next to the passenger because right, you had the bump for from the whatever, the, 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 the middle seat, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, so that's just that's just how we it's sat. And, and sometimes you'd fall asleep, and you kind of just fall asleep on that person's shoulder or whatever. And when you guys were listening to that, you're like, "Wake up, Mike! We're scared!" And it was like, "What?" And they were telling a story about a red-eyed shadow. And there's an interesting article I'm reading on Mysterious Universe about someone who's studied the different kinds of shadow people. Oh, okay. So this guy starts out. This is um, written by Jason Offutt. And the, the article is called The Lurking Shadow People, and it's on Mysterious Universe, which is another excellent paranormal podcast that doesn't write songs. And so uh, that one we have benign shadows, and that's just shadows that seem to travel briefly through a person's life, he says. I saw these entities as a child, the author did. They appeared to walk with purpose through my room, never acknowledging me and never straying from their path. He never felt fear at them. 
so, so like a recording. Yeah. Type of that's a, that's exactly just this is the shadow walking through his room like, hey, Jason, what's going on, brother? No big deal. Yep. Um, the negative shadows. Shadow people that people associate with a feeling of unnatural terror. Okay. Kind of like what that, you experienced. That's what daddy saw right here. Yeah. Okay. That, that's unnatural terror. That's, that's about right. Red-eyed shadows. These entities are always negative, but stare at experiencers with blazing red eyes. Victims say they often feel this creature feeds from their fear. Ooh. Yeah. That's the worst, too, because that's only going to make you more scared, and then they're going to feed more off of it. Right. Right. It's a downward spiral spiral until eventually you just scare yourself to death, and (laughs) you have a heart attack. (laughs) Hooded shadows. Dressed as an ancient monk, people who encounter these shadow people feel a deep rage bubbling behind the black cowl. Whoa. Like a grim reaper, kind of. Yeah. And then, the hat man. This entity is the most He's curious. That's totally what I was singing it to. And it doesn't seem as scary if the scat man's like the hat man. Right. He's like dancing around, like putting on the Ritz. <laughs> yeah. This entity is the most curious. Dressed in a fedora and sometimes appearing to wear an old time business suit. The hat man appears to people in cultures across the planet. And the hat man is what Patrick Doyle was describing in, in episode 62, um, where he said that he saw it as a child and, and it he wasn't afraid of it. And then it, it had like a presence that kind of changed when it realized that he wasn't scared. Yeah, of like it was mad at him. That story was really interesting. Yeah, because there was a lot of there's like a lot of emotion involved. Like there's right. a lot of thinking. Yeah. And I feel like in my story, I saw like there was nothing like he wasn't. I don't know if he was trying to feed on my fear. I don't know if it was a he or a she. I mean, or a, obviously a shadow probably doesn't have genitalia. But the whole thing. Um, <laughs> well, whatever it is. But I mean, people will say like, you know, it's a demonic entity or it's a ghost mm. or it's an interdimensional traveler. You know, like mm, the, all these kind of things. But the thing is, like, nobody has any answers about the shadow sure, people. Okay. But the people see them. There's lots I, of documentation of. Experience. I saw a shadow person for reals. And so like, <laughs> I believe in it. I believe that, I mean, I believe that things happen and people see shadows. I don't necessarily believe that they're demonic entities. But so let's go back and talk about some of the pop culture impact of shadow people. Obviously, shadows are, are scary and they're used to, you know, um, animated shadows are, are used in different horror movies and stuff to kind of scare people. There's a, um, a cool... Twilight Zone, the 80s Twilight Zone, which is one of my favorite. I love the old Twilight Zones, but the 80s Twilight Zones were really excellent too because they would get great directors like Wes Craven and Toby Hooper. They get writers like George R.R. Martin, who's, wow. you know, Game of Thrones. Oh, Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins. Um, so it just, you just had really great writers and directors yeah. willing to do the Twilight Zone. And it was super fun to watch. And, and I loved it as a kid. And there's an episode called The Shadow Man. Okay. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the Shadow Man for you. Okay, so they could skip ahead like a minute if they don't want yeah. to be spoiled. It's a little kid who's got a shadow underneath his bed. And the Shadow Man uh, comes out from under his bed and he promises that he won't harm the person under whose bed he lives. And uh-huh. then he leaves the house. So, you know, like all of a sudden these kids start disappearing you know, there's attacks on children and there's the witnesses describe the attacker as a shadowy man. 
And then, like, the kid's trying to take pictures. He keeps on seeing the shadow man leave his house. And so the kid eventually, this other kid keeps picking on him. And one day, he sees the shadow man coming for the kid that keeps picking on him. Well, the, the kid who's got the shadow under the bed goes to the other kid who's getting picked on. And he kind of tries to protect him a little bit. And, the, and the, the kid then runs off and the shadow man starts choking the kid whose bed it's under. And he's <sighs> like, why, why? You, you promised me you wouldn't hurt me, that you wouldn't hurt yeah. the pers- person under whose bed that you live. And then the shadow man states, but I'm the shadow man from someone else's bed. Nice. So it's got the it's got the Twilight Zone twist at the end, and it's got the idea that it's just a shadow of something that hurts people. Oh, and that's back in the eighties. Cool. That's pretty sweet. More more recently, there was a film called Shadow People that talks about mysterious nocturnal entities that are responsible for a spate of deaths in a small town. And then a couple of investigators go to check it out. It's uh, got Clint Eastwood's daughter Allison in it. Okay. So it's got a little Hollywood pedigree. It's not like the usual. We talk about a lot of these movies like El Chupacabra and stuff like that that are made for like $17 by the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. And they bring back like uh, Ponch from Chips or something like Eric Estrada or anything like, no, this, I don't want to talk too much about it because I heard it's a really good film. Okay. So, but it does deal with the idea of shadowy entities and they have like fake Foot, it's one of those like fake found footage films too oh, that's got cool puts in there scary. too like par- paranormal activity and the Blair Witch Project. So no, they made a movie about it in 2012. So like Hollywood's picked up on the shadow person. You know they've integrated it it's a, into it's their a, own. A widespread enough phenomenon that people can relate to it and enjoy that type of entertainment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also there's stories about it on Creepy Pasta. So. Now, creepypasta is like huge with kids because kids love horror stories. Mm-hmm. Kids love being scared. And so kind of what creepypasta is, is it came from, well, a website called 4chan where they used to call uh, viral memes where people would just copy like a quote or a short story or something and they'd paste it into a, a forum. Um, you know, they would paste pretty much a forum before social media because this is really before people would just post it on Facebook or whatever. But think about people posting their favorite quotes on Facebook or short stories, and this is a very similar thing. Think about your conservative uncle or whatever who's going to paste something on your your wall about the flag or something. This is the same kind of thing. And on 4chan, they used to, because you copied the text and pasted it, they used to call it copy pasta. As like a, that's just the, right. the way they refer to it. It's fun. It's cool. It's just a copy pasta thing. Yeah. And when people started doing it with short horror stories, ah. they called it creepypasta. That is and interesting. So I, I, we probably should save the, like the explanation of creepypasta for uh, an episode about the Slender Man. Because right. the stories of the Slender Man kind of, that's creepypasta is where people started. And that's where those girls uh, in Waukesha, Wisconsin not too far away from the Vernon Marsh. Actually, oh. not, not, I mean, just a couple miles yeah, from the Vernon Marsh, really actually, close. decided to kill their friend, sacrifice their friend to the Slender Man. Unbelievable. Um, a comp- like a, a, a character without any uh, even real, like basis in real belief whatsoever. Right, a completely fictional character. And so that, this, on Creepypasta, the shadow people are very popular. 
you know, shadow-like creatures of supernatural origin who appear as dark forms in the peripheries of people's vision and disintegrate or move between walls when noticed. And there's just a whole bunch of short creepypasta stories about <laughs> shadow people. So it kind of, it came from like this, this small like discussion on Coast to Coast AM or people having like stories and now it really has gelled yeah. in the 21st century into a new, like the shadow people aren't ghosts. They're not aliens. I mean, they might be ghosts. They might be aliens. That's, what I mean is they're, they're not... They're kind of in a, in a league of their own. As far right. As paranormal. Bingo. They've become their own category of paranormal phenomena. That's pretty cool. So and that's... And I think I think a shadow people is one of the first really modern, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a modern legend. Mm-hmm. That's kind of created, spread on the internet, spread through radio programs, spread through books... And, and people's personal experiences. Because when you look at like creepypasta stuff, like I could put my story in there as an actual experience. I see. I mean, it wouldn't have a stinger like or a twist yeah. like, the, like the Twilight Zone thing, but I could put my thing in. And if I made the story scary enough, yeah. that would be the kind of thing that people could spread around. And sure. that's the whole idea that you see this, you're impressionable or anything. It's just a, right. that's, that's how these memes of spread. And, and so, whether it's fictional or not, when you're reading it, a tale that's recounted by someone, right? it feels, you know, a lot of times it feels real when it's just somebody typing on the internet like, oh man, I can't believe this guy's, you know, as opposed to like a formally published like right. story I mean, or something. And especially when it's someone's personal, um, you know, they, they have that, that personal memory of something. I think that right. really affects it in a lot of ways where something's like, something's extra scary because um, it happened to someone, it happened to someone real. Yeah, it's personal, right? And someone's like, "This is this is what happened to me," and that, that kind of what makes it scary. You know, as far as scientific explanations, um, there's always sleep paralysis. You know, I mean, uh-huh. sleep paralysis. Uh, I saw weird things when I woke up. Adam Gray uh, from the episode we did where we interviewed the Gray brothers on documenting oh, yeah. the paranormal. He was so affected by seeing some disgusting creature at the end of his bed. Like, he couldn't sleep. It was like post-traumatic stress disorder, and he made a movie about it. That's right. He was so affected by it that he was compelled to make a documentary film about the crazy things people see. Well, we were, in, you know, we were inspired enough to write a song called Hypnagaja about right. that, that, you know, that, that between sleeping and waking, those weird things you see. And a person experiencing that might certainly see shadow people surrounding it. Yeah, definitely. So that's that kind of sleep paralysis thing. And the half dream state too, where your your mind might take something that it perceives through your eyes or what or your ears or whatever and fabricate the rest of it. Right. Oh yeah. All you need is that little stimuli for uh. your brain to take hold. There's also explanation. Uh, this one is from a, a psychiatry magazine, Rapid Psychiatry. And they are saying that uh, it could be just heightened emotions. When you're walking alone on a dark night and you're afraid, you incorrectly perceive a patch of shadow as like an attacker or something. Oh. You see that and you're like, oh, and could that be what I saw? Maybe, but would everybody else see that? Were, yeah, right. were their that emotions as heightened? And we weren't even, I wasn't even that scared at the time. I was like, ooh, it's kind of, you know, but it was a full moon, plenty of light. Many methamphetamine addicts report the appearance of shadow people after prolonged periods of sleep deprivation. Huh. So when you're done... Uh, when you're, you know, coming back from meth and uh, you haven't slept for a long time, well, your eyes start playing tricks. And we haven't, I mean, 
when performing and everything like that, like I, I would say there's a, a lot of times where we hadn't slept for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. It's like, hey, we've been up for 72 hours, everybody, all right. And then you know how wacky you get when you don't go to mm-hmm. sleep. You get sensitive to things. Yeah. In fact, they say sleep deprivation, when you're, when you're driving, when you're sleep deprived, it's worse than when you're driving intoxicated. Wow. So if you're driving right now and you're really tired, don't close your eyes. Just clo- you know, sleep. Right. Stop somewhere and get some rest. You're going to feel better. It's okay. And the, ch- and the chances of you doing something so important that you shouldn't sleep are low. That's true. So, right. Safety first, most, friends. Most of the time, I think when I was really tired, I was trying to get to some job that I hated. <laughs> so don't, don't bother. Quit your job. So yeah, that so methamphetamine addicts, and I have to say, when I had my experience, there were we were playing role playing games. There were absolutely no drugs or drinking involved. Like I guess that goes without saying, but you know, like maybe some Mountain Dew, uh, maybe a little bit of Mountain Dew. So I guess there was some caffeine. Caffeine's a drug, yeah. So there there probably was some Dew, or Diet Coke, or something like that, dude. <laughs> but beyond sugar, salt, and caffeine. Uh, there were no substances involved that people would normally associate with seeing crazy things. Yeah, uh, I I guess that goes. I, I'm just gonna say if you're playing t- if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, then maybe it's like some dude's high. But if you're playing Top Secret SI, the game that we were playing, then you would know that person wouldn't even know where to find drugs if his brother was a dealer. That's just <laughs> that that kind of game is like a dork supreme game. Yeah, uh, and I loved it. Loved it. So, and there's, uh, there's an online game called Deep Sleep, where shadow people have existed since the dawn of the human race and lurk in lucid dreams. Mm, that sounds fun. There's a game called Shadow of the Colossus, where shadow people are enemies, and uh, you got to fight them. And so there's, just a, um, there's a whole bunch of different media that feature shadow people now that may have it in the past. So, like, it really is an example of this 21st century legend, and uh, I'm excited that I had an experience about it. That is really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you did, because I believe something that you tell me, you know, I mean... Thanks. <laughs> I consider <laughs> Some, you a most of the time. source of all the people I know, or and certainly above anything I hear on the radio or anything I read on the internet, it's like you know, a friend or family member, somebody you trust, you hear the story from them, you're going to, it's going to have more credibility. So absolutely. You're going to be, well, I think for me too, is I'm not trying to sell anybody a book about shadow people (laughs) and I've had weird experiences that I can just completely discount. Yeah. Right. So, um, but the thing is, if you guys have had an experience about shadow people, we'd love to hear about it. So tweet us for sure at other side talk. You can tweet us and you can tell us about your experiences about shadow people and let us know if you have seen one now. And, and it's cool if you've seen it in the corner of your eye. I respect that. But the kind of experience that I think we want to hear about are if you saw some dude walking across the room and wanted to eat your fear. Right. Or with the glowing <laughs> red eyes. Or, or right. I mean, really just saw something that you were certain wasn't just a yeah. fleck in your eye. <laughs> if you believe it, if you believe it, we're ready to believe you. <laughs> That's right. Yes, so, indeed. Very so, cool. I mean... The theories about shadow people that it might be, you know, aliens or it might be interdimensional travelers or things like that. I like to think about shadow people that if when you see the shadow of something like that, something it could be is the remnants of somebody who used to be there. Like you said, a recording. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not quite that same kind of person. It's just that it seems like they always have an evil connotation. 
It does. You know, so whereas like a lot of the ghost replay recording type sightings are just a repeat of an event that might have been some kind of impactful event in a person's life. But I feel like with the shadow people, at least most of the things that I've heard or read, it's always like associated with a, a negative, bad or evil kind of feeling. So so if it is a remnant of a life or, you know, a soul or whatever, something that happened, it's like, why is it evil? Why is it negative? Well, that, that's kind of the song topic for the week. Ooh. So if we, th- I mean, the, the idea of, of the song this week is about when all that's left of a person is the dark parts, then you just get the shadow of who they used to be. Aha. So let's take a listen to our new Sunspot song, Shadow. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. I remember when. I can't believe the Wright brothers made a flying machine. (sighs) Ugh.